Hello and welcome to everybody out there to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are unbelievably already at episode 7. Cannot believe it. Um, and our topic for today is Americans Abroad, the different perspectives um, and also stereotypes that uh, comes along with being an American abroad. And I think it's safe to say that um, I and my wonderful, lovely co-host Jared have quite a bit of experience uh, being Americans abroad and uh, kind of dealing with and experiencing what that's like. So uh, anyways, welcome everyone to our podcast and uh, it's great to see you again, Jared. It's been a couple of days. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. That was a great intro, by the way. I, at first, I thought it was just going to be, I was like, I'm going to like this podcast. I don't have to say anything. <laughs> right. And I'm just going to be entertained by Chad. This is great. I, I try to do what I can. <laughs> I was getting right? into it. <laughs> well, before uh, I compliment you more on your great intro, I just want to say, please follow us on Twitter at uh, untranslatable1 on Instagram at untranslatablepodcast. And our email is untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. And we're soon to be on Spotify. Yes, sir. Pretty exciting news. iTunes official, yeah. Spotify official. Yeah, it's and great. If everything goes according to plan, by the end of this month, I should have the all the microchips made, and we're just going to have those implanted straight into people's heads. Perfect. That's uh, that's really why we and, started uh, this. <laughs> Complete mind control, you know. That's right, because we want to... not be able to turn us off. Exactly, exactly. Plus, we want... Uh, we want our people abroad to uh, um, not always have certain negative uh, perceptions and stereotypes of Americans when they see them. So watch exactly. out for those uh, those microchips. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yes, that is a great. Oh, go, I was just going to say that is a funny that off the stere- off the bat, a stereotype of just like Americans want to control everything. Right. <laughs> I mean, I anyway, I saw. But see, it's kind of true, though. I saw this meme online about uh, this guy who was like. He was like, why is a bald eagle the, the national bird of the United States? They just fly in, attack something, and fly away. And then he was like, oh, wait. Actually, <laughs> actually, that makes perfect sense. That's a perfect – yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Good representative, I guess, of our country. But, uh, but yeah, what's, uh, what's been going on with you, my man? How's life been treating you? Life's been good. I feel like I was just talking to you uh, 30 seconds ago. Well, that's probably because I was. But <laughs> that is true. Life's good. I don't know. what's. Oh, I had um, – piano lessons yesterday nice and uh you've had uh, i don't know if uh, what kind of music teachers you've had mm-hmm. but my teacher loves to talk she loves me i'm not gonna I, lie. she's great i, I like feel like too. that's a very common teacher thing to do i mean i even even when i was taking on students for guitar um it, it's just so easy because you already have that common ground of music and i mean yeah. i feel like teachers in their essence are just giant music nerds right so they love to talk oh, about anything they can music related so it's yeah it makes sense what were you guys talking about though well she talks about everything okay i mean she'll tell me about uh oh she did talk about this new student she has that's 75 and wants to take voice and piano lessons at the same time oh good for them that's kind of a adorable story okay nice (laughs) that's really cool though Uh, better late than never right um, oh yeah that's great and she was she was talking about how she's uh, how she can't drive but uh, her husband was gonna take her to lessons, I was, and I was just like, "That is adorable." Nice. But there's, they, but then she also tells me stuff about like, uh, um, like her daughter's getting married. I guess that's mm-hmm. a big deal. But her right. daughter's getting married, and, but it's not even that her daughter's getting married. But she'll like tell me about like dr- a story about her dress and how she was nervous that her dress was gonna shrink okay. because she heard a story about someone in her church's dress shrank, and I was like, "Okay, Ooh, I, that'd be bad." 
I mean, this that's great, but like it's 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 uh it's already like forty five minutes past our lesson was supposed to end anyway. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, at that point, I guess you can just kind of talk about whatever. I don't know. I I got. I'm not good at ending it. I don't want to. I'm not saying I. I mean, I don't mind her like talking to her. But I'm not saying I I want to stay there for that long. I'm not good at ending it. That's my problem. Because I'm I'm just like I, I can't cut you off. That's when you that's when you send me a quick text, and be like, can you call me <laughs> real quick and pretend there's an emergency? Yeah, that's. That's a good idea. Or I, I, or I could just grow up and leave. <laughs> that, that is also an option. But I do enjoy when, um, like, if, an, if a piano lesson is an hour and 45 minutes, mm-hmm. usually an hour. Right. Hour, 45 minutes, and it's just, like, all piano. Mm-hmm. Then I feel like a uh, goddamn champion or something. Right. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I, I killed it. Right. Man. Although I feel like some of those really long music lessons I had in the past, afterwards I feel like... Like, I'm a little brain dead. You know what I mean? Because, like, I had guitar teachers in the past that were really detail-oriented. So, like, mm-hmm. so if I messed up, I'd have to go back and, and play it over and play it over and play it over and, and do all sorts of different stuff. Um, I ha- I used to have to do this thing. Uh, I guess we're getting a little musically right now in our podcast. But <laughs> I used to always have to do this thing um, called a practice study. Do you know what a practice study is, Jared? Uh, maybe. I, maybe I've just explain it to me. So, so a practice study, at least the way my guitar teacher used to put it, was when you you take either a bar of music or even a couple notes and just practice those notes over and over again. For guitar, you know, there's a lot of shifts, right? You have to move yeah. from you know fret to fret or string to string. Um, mm-hmm. And so he would make me practice the movement in between the notes. So if I had to play two notes. I'd play the one note and he'd go, okay, stop. Now set up your hand so you can do the other movement. And so I would have to basically take a, a piece of music oh, wow. and break it he down. Was... Yeah, almost note for note. Jesus Christ. And it got to the point where he would make me play, like say say I'm playing a classical guitar piece and um, the note in the melody is maybe, um, for guitar it would be like an E. We'll, we'll go with an A. So it's an A on the fifth fret on the high E string for guitar. Sorry if I'm getting too jargony. But basically, basically, <laughs> if I have to play that note, he would make me play that A note five times and then yeah. and then ask me, okay, which one sounded the best? Yeah, that's 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 super meticulous. It is? That almost sounds like Michael Jack- Jackson's dad. Right. Uh, Joe Jackson level of meticulous. By the way, rest in peace. Right, uh, <laughs> right. But but it, but, but that it is, helped. I mean, I know it sounds oh, crazy, it. but like the thing that really blew my mind though when I first started taking lessons with this guy is he asked me a question that I should have been asked years ago when I started playing guitar. What do you think he asked me? Um, so I sit down in my guitar lesson. I play him a couple like little little ditties or riffs or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, and and then he asks me the golden question. What do you think he asked me? What what kind of music do you want? To, no, what are your plans? Nope. For, like uh, I don't know. I don't know. And this question, my teacher sucks, this, bro. That's this what I'm question. Right now. <laughs> no, I think you just have a teacher with maybe a different philosophy. Plus, I think piano. Oh, definitely. I think piano is a little bit of a different beast as well than a guitar. But I wish I had. I wish I had that level of meticulousness. It like she does. She does kind of grow me on that mm-hmm. stuff, but not to that level. Right. And I do think that I, I when I'm at home practicing by myself, I'm not patient. At okay. All. Well, let me and let I me give you one. Yeah, let give me, me give you the one tip first before I forget about patience. 
Practice everything you want to learn way slower than you should. Because yeah. if you practice things a lot slower, you'll you'll learn it faster. Your fingers will be more receptive to it. Your mind will be more receptive to it. And believe it or not, most people, I think they think they have to practice something fast to be able to play it fast, right? right. But I, pl- I played this Bach piece at my senior recital that was really difficult. And I learned how to play it at half the pace. And after I knew how to play at half the pace, I could speed it up really easily because my hands knew what to do. Yeah. But anyways, I think so. The mm-hmm. I think it's because you, when you like you're when you speed try to speed it up quickly, you're more likely to learn mistakes. Yep. And then it's harder yep. to fix mistakes that you've already kind of learned. Absolutely. And and it become natural. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But anyways, here's the golden question, Jared, that my guitar teacher yeah. asked me. I'm on the edge of my seat. You should be. I hope our listeners are as well. The big question <laughs> was. Do you listen to yourself play? Oh. But it's like, in a way, it's super meta, super philosophical, super like, because it's like the the easy answer is, oh, yeah, of course I, I listen to myself play. I've been playing guitar for, yeah. you know, 10, 15 years. But it's like, but do you really listen or are you focusing on what your fingers are doing? And I think as a guitarist, I'm focused on what my fingers are doing. But as a musician, I need to be focused on the sound that's coming out, right? Right. Because I could play everything completely perfect. But if it sounds like shit at the end of the day, nobody's going to want to listen to it. Yes. You know? My, my piano teacher calls that line. Mm-hmm. And also, um, she's like, um, she's like, and she also, one, she always tells me to like visualize what the uh, composers intended. Yep. Oh, yeah. Like, That's like, a big uh, one. Mm-hmm. And um, another one she says is, and she's been saying this a lot recently, mm-hmm. is when I play and when, like, when I know I know a song, mm-hmm. don't look at my hands because then I focus too much on making sure I get the notes right. right. And even though I, I know I like, even though I know the song and I focus too right. much on trying to get it mm-hmm. right rather than playing. Right, right. Well, and I think you, you, you lose a lot of musicality when you're just focusing on your fingers, right? Right. It becomes robotic. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, is that I got to the point where I was really practicing classical guitar and doing it a lot. I got to the point where when I had stuff memorized, I would just close my eyes because when I would look down at my fingers, it'd be the same thing where I'd, I'd like look down and I'd be like, oh, crap, that shift was sloppy or, oh, no, I used the wrong, you know, fretting finger for this or whatever. But when you close your eyes, you may still make some of those mistakes. But I think you're more in tune with the music, not so much what your hands are doing. And I think it's harder to make the mis- I mean, you, you'll make mistakes, but once again, slow down mm-hmm. if you do. Mm-hmm. But the but it's harder to make mistakes once you know it because it's less trying to find it rather than just muscle memory and going where you know it is and you're trusting yourself, right. I guess. And I think also, too, I, I think of like some of the great musicians out there. And not not even like obviously your super famous guys like if we're talking guitar you know Jimi Hendrix if we're talking piano like uh, uh, Franz Liszt you know I'm learning a list oh, right sweet. now album very, ooh very nice that's a beautiful piece of music um, but when I think of people who really really get the music it's almost like they're not even really playing like they've they have become a vehicle for the music and it just somehow like oozes out of them right. You right. know, like I watch old right. videos of Jimi Hendrix where he's just like jamming out and like the, the dude was just on another level, like in an, on another planet when he was playing, you know? Yeah, it's 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 almost like 
your brain is is no longer functioning through your head, but like through your hands. Or right. Something. That was a weird way to but, say but, that. Right. But you're right, though. I mean, and I tried to. It's not like I was just on mushrooms or something. <laughs> your brain's in your hands, bro. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, is like I really tried to get to that level. And I think towards the end of my college days when I was playing guitar three to five hours a day, it was getting to the point where like I could I could sing a melody and be able to mm-hmm. play it on my guitar. And I th- and I right. think when you can get to that level where your ear and your your hands are just so in tune, it's really amazing what you can do musically. I mean, it's it's a bummer, you know, this is making me a little sad talking about it cuz I used to be, you know, I was playing guitar all the time and I was pretty good at it. I I still think I'm decent, but it's just it, you know, anything with instruments or sports where you have to use your body you have to keep up with it and maintain it. It's right. so easy to like, lose yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, you, if you can, you can pick up your guitar at any time and play mm-hmm. it, but to really get back into it, it'll, it'll take a couple of weeks to relearn some stuff oh, yeah. that you think is obvious. If not even longer. And then, and then if there yeah, were probably. any bad habits, those bad habits usually carry over. But, right. um, right. but yeah, man, I feel like we could, <laughs> we could do another damn podcast about music if we felt like it. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think music is, uh, it's, I just, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Nietzsche, the philosopher who said that he said something along the lines of like life without music is a life not worth living. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that, but that's, that's, uh, pretty deep intense. Yeah. And to actually bring it back around to at least kind of what we do Mm -hmm. on this podcast. Another thing I like about learning you know i'm new into it maybe two and a half three years into learning piano right but one thing i like is there are like vast similarities between that and learning a language oh a hundred percent absolutely and and the muscle memory almost feels the same like it feels even though it's obviously two different things right. it feels like the same concept of muscle memory where it's like the reason i learned german so quickly and i and i my my french was shit still is because i was surrounded by german right. every single day right and it is just you can't help but learn it at that point and it's like yeah I- the best mm-hmm. piano players and guitar players and whatever instrument like are obsessed right. with it and that's all they do. Right. Like I read somewhere and I have no idea how true this is, but I read somewhere that way back in the day Hendrix was taking basically speed to stay up at night so he could still practice and play. Which is like that's dedication, yeah, that's yeah on a whole nother level. I mean, what's really amazing though is is the the extent that artists will sacrifice their mind, their body, and even your soul if you if you believe in humans having a soul, yeah, uh, for their craft, you know, I mean, it's really amazing, including actors too. I mean, like when Heath Ledger did the Joker, Tom Cruise is still doing his own stunts, and he's like what seventy eight, <laughs> so, so, somewhere <laughs> around there, yeah. Scientology's right, got that good right. medicine. I guess so, yeah. But you're right, though. But I also think there's one key thing with either music or language. There's one word. Can you think of the word I'm thinking of? Can we do some telepathy right now? Consistency? Um, I was going to say immersion. I think okay. when you fully... Yeah, that's even, that's even stronger I think when you fully immerse yourself in a language yes. or in the music, um, I think it you can really make a lot of big strides um, early on. And I think it's also you can really – I think the other thing too with like full immersion of either a language or, or, a, or a craft is the fact that you're just – you're living and breathing it and it becomes such a huge part of your everyday life, you know? Right, right. Because like I tell students who take German um, that I've taught in the past that 
if you're not using the language in your daily life for something, you're going to forget it and, and you're not going to care about learning about it because it has no relation to your daily life. Right. But if you if you even I tell my students sometimes it can be something as small as just trying to find a German music group you enjoy listening to and listen to them once in a while. Or um, I had a, a friend of mine who uh, was learning Spanish at the time and he put post-it notes of everything in his apartment labeled it all in Spanish. I mean, that's pretty extreme, <laughs> but like it makes sense, yeah. you know? Oh, I mean, I'm sure it works. And every time you right. see it, you say it to yourself. Right. I'm sure it works. I just don't have that level of dedication. Right. The other thing, though, too, about full immersion is um, is I think sometimes you can also um, become you, you can develop an ability to translate the untranslatable. You know, by the way, yeah, that was a great transition. I had a, uh, you gave me a look like, you see what I did right. there? <laughs> right. <laughs> I had a teacher um, when I first moved to Germany, uh, like in when I was in kind of the beginner German mm -hmm. classes, she would she was a super stickler okay. for us not, uh, not using slang because okay. it, it was so easy for us to learn slang, hang out with our friends right. and stuff. And in, in German class, she'd be like, she's like, no, you're not allowed to use slang until you actually learn the language. Mm. Because much like, oh, back to learning instruments, you're going to learn the wrong stuff. Right. And it's going to be ingrained in you. You're right. not going to actually know how to say it. Right. That. And I feel like if you write an academic paper in German and uh, and you put a sentence like, bist du bescheuert oder was? In your paper, you, yeah, that's not you're good. not going to get a good grade. Yeah. No, you're, you're definitely not. Exactly. And so you don't want to you don't want to say those untranslatables a little too early and, and sound like come and sound like an idiot right. or something. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of sounding like an idiot, you, you're about to hear a real idiot when uh, you hear my untranslatable. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I have I have quite a few of them because I've been doing my research on untranslatable phrases related to travel. And actually, on a couple of websites where I've been, been checking, a bunch of our old ones have actually popped up. So we've already kind of touched on this theme a little bit. But okay. I want to hit you with the first one, Jared, because, well, I won't say any more because I think if I say more, I'll give it away. But and and I and I'm saying that because this one's in German, so you'll you'll know what these two words mean separately. I'm curious mm -hmm. what you think with them together. So let me let me uh, um, share my first untranslatable phrase with you today. So this one is German, like I mentioned, and the untranslatable phrase is "scheiß freundlich." Okay, so translated directly, mm -hmm. that means shit friendly you know uh, uh yeah <laughs> yes exactly scheißfreundlich shit friendly uh-huh so is that kind of like you're a fake friend like wow like you pretend to be my friend but you're not actually wow like... you you pretty much got it but i think i think oh, nice. scheißfreundlich i think depending on the context i would assume it has a couple different meanings i think that the fake friend one is definitely one the other meaning mm -hmm. that comes to my mind is um trying to be friendly to someone because you're trying to like butter them up or you're trying to uh, okay. you know you're trying okay. to you're being a little bit of a brown noser uh you're you know you're right. trying to hey mama i like did you get a new haircut right. what did you do <laughs> right <laughs> exactly <laughs> don't be shit friendly Exa timmy exactly what the fuck did you do to me exactly <laughs> exactly so that's my that's one of my couple of untranslatables how about for you okay well um Mine does kind of have a relation to our topic today, okay. but I want you to tell me why once we'll get okay. to it. So it's Polish. Okay. Polish is a tough language. Okay. I, I put it, I put it into I, I did what I usually do. Mm -hmm. I put it into Google Translate and played it to myself. 
I could have played this to myself for the next 13 years, and I would not get I, it. I believe But it. I'll do my best. Okay. The... <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I cannot wait to hear this. The shrinky Z Uvalas. Uvalash. Okay. The shrinky Z Uvalas. That was not good. That was not good. But essentially, I'll just translate it. Yeah, there's no way I'm ever. I don't need to break down each word and all that stuff. Literal translation is Did you fall from a Christmas tree? Okay. Interesting. Oh, did you fall from a Christmas tree? So does this mean like you're. I don't know. You only show up when like it's like festive times or something I, I don't know no i i that's a good guess i would not i did not think about that but it's that's not close at all but i do like that okay guess. <laughs> no it is um you are not well informed and it shows oh okay that makes sense that definitely makes sense so and why do you why, why do you think i say that that uh ties to our uh topic today i mean i could definitely see some american tourists uh maybe kind of being like that i don't know okay give me all right i got one um okay and this one also kind of applies to americans um i won't say more because i'll give it away this is icelandic so i'm sure i'll butcher the pronunciation also i feel like icelandic would just be a cool language to speak like i feel like i would be a viking or something if i could speak icelandic anyways this is um mat vandur Mat Vandur. I don't know if they roll their R's, I like but I, I roll. I was about it. to say I like that. Maybe R-roll. maybe it's Mat Vandur. Even... I don't I don't know, but it sounds cooler with the roll. So Mat Vandur is fun. Uh, is it's not from no or and and I also of... only have the description of the word. I don't have the word broken down. So so I'm okay. just going to tell you. Um, oh, is that one? Yeah, word? it's one word. Oh. And and this this untranslatable phrase means a picky eater. Um, like refusing to eat rotten fermented shark in Iceland. <laughs> but I'm just thinking of this like, I, you know, when we studied abroad or even when I was in Germany the last couple of summers working, there were so many students that would like just eat the same shit they eat in America. And I'm like, you're in another country where yeah. they have completely different foods. Why it, not at least try It them? blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I remember even when we were studying abroad, it blew my mind how many people went to mcdonald's all the time yep. we we made a point before like when we got there it's like we're not going to mcdonald's while we're freaking awesome right and i ate so many i think i probably ate schnitzel at least four times a week if i could go back i would do it again i might even eat schnitzel five or six times a week oh yeah you know the one time i when we were in europe uh that i did eat mm-hmm. mcdonald's was when i was in france okay. uh with my with you know my american classmates in the in the french classmates. right and the it was the American people that wanted to go. Okay, and it, that blew my mind. I was like, "You guys are in Paris. Right. Do you realize that this city is essentially partially known for how amazing their food is? Right. And you guys want to go like street, like any sort of street food is better than in the McDonald's is the exact same everywhere. It blew my mind. Right. But I went because I was starving. Right. The front. <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes too with with stuff like McDonald's, I think people go because it's comfort. Co- exactly, it's comfortable. It's convenient. Right. Also, it's fast. Like, if you go in there, you know probably most of the people there speak English, and they're not going to scoff at you, especially in Paris, if you don't speak French, I mean, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. But it, it is, it's like, it, I don't get it. I don't get it. All right. Do you want me to hit you oh, with yeah. one? Oh, yeah. Go for it. By the way, speaking of, well, I'll just say it to you okay. first, and then you'll, 
Um, it's Dutch. Oh, nice. So I'll get to uh, use your Dutch. Stretch out my Grote Morgen. Forty-five. Five. So the phrase is "Lietsmet de France slag dun." What? Repeat that one for me. Lietsmet de France slag dun. Is 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 thin in there? Is the word thin in there? No, but uh, no, no, okay. no, no. Do you want me to slow yeah, it down? Yeah, sure. Let me wait. Let me see. All right. Well, you're not really like even if I did, I'm looking at the words now, and there, there's because you know uh, Dutch is kind of similar uh-huh. to German. None of these words are similar to German. Right? No, they're not. <laughs> um, Lietz met. That's two words. Okay. De France. Do you know what that is? The the French. Yes. Okay. Slag done. Yeah, I n- no idea. Give it to me. So the literal translation is doing something with the frump with the French whiplash. What does that even mean? I don't... Doing something with the French whiplash. What, what is it? Even the Dutch are shitting. <laughs> <up>. uh, <laughs> what does that even mean? I'm I'm like at a what loss. It means I have no idea. Is uh, this apparently comes from horse riding terminology okay. as as far as the whip? I believe it means doing something hastily. Mm, okay. Doing that with the France slack <laughs> Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let me uh, let me look and see what uh, what other ones I can I can hit you with. Um, I can give you. Oh, one go more. for it. Uh, this is Spanish. Jeez, and I'm not. I'm terrible at all these languages. Uh, I don't know how to. I can't roll an R for the life of me. But anyway, this is mm-hmm. Spanish, and it is en boca cerrada no entran moscas. Something about a mouth you can't enter. I don't remember what moscas means. Oh, look at you. That's right. Hablo un poquito um, espanol. Uh, what, what does it mean, though? What's the whole phrase? Uh, in the closed mouth, flies do not enter. Oh, wait. I do know what this means, I think. Isn't this when um, at least a friend of mine told me his Spanish teacher used to tell them this? And, I believe and, that. that. Yeah, makes sense. and it was basically <laughs> like you you should be quiet, basically. That makes right? sense. I mean, that that's the gist of it. But what it essentially is saying is, uh, yeah, I guess it is saying be quiet. But it, the, the meaning here says sometimes you're better off keeping your mouth right. shut. Or, which a lot um, of or be which a lot of Americans or abroad be, can definitely take to heart, I think, sometimes. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I and even more to the second part, mm-hmm. if you don't be prepared for the to face the right. consequences. Right. <laughs> yeah. I feel like so many Americans when they travel. Sorry if we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here with our topic. But I feel like. Some Americans, when they travel, they just, they like don't even understand like how they're coming off at all. Like they're being so loud and obnoxious. Yeah, very unaware. Exactly. They're completely oblivious. All right. So I got got a a Swedish word for you now. I think this is a really good one related. That's right. A good one related to travel. (laughs) Also, sorry to any of our our Swedes out there because I'm sure I'll butcher this, but it's. uh, We've butchered all of these. That is true. I guess I shouldn't be so apologetic. I feel like. The Swedes at this point are, are probably like, oh, God, thank right. you. At least it's not just uh, right. They're just terrible. In <laughs> right. Um, so this one is, um, I think they would pronounce it Resfeber. Uh, that sounded a real German. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. I don't know. Uh, it's R-E-S-F-E-B-E-R. Resfeber. Okay. I, I don't know how the Swedes say it. I have no idea. <laughs> Let's be mad. It's, uh, uh, I have yeah, idea. I figure. I mean, yeah, not surprised. So this this um, word refers to 
the restless race of a traveler's heart before their journey begins. Kind of when you're anxious, but you're anticipating it and you're excited. That's very specific. Uh But it's a great word, I think. I mean, like, so I actually just recently, uh, the other day, bought my plane ticket to go to the Czech Republic. That's kind of how I'm feeling right now. So You have a little rest of it. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That is right. Exactly. All right. I have one more. I didn't think I didn't even realize I had one more, but I do. And it's Spanish. Okay, again. nice. And I like Spanish too because I forgot that you you're not you don't speak Spanish, but you know words here on the Right. Line. Okay. Ooh. Man. Por 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 las joyas se conoce conoce Oh, okay, let me start over. Let me start over. <laughs> por las joyas joyas se conoce al tamal K.S. de Manteca. Yeah, no idea. Man, I'm that I, that made me start sweating. Let me try this again. Okay. I, I got por las joyas se conoce al tamal K.S. de Manteca. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll translate it. From the leaves, it's known that the tamal is made from lard or butter. I have no idea. What it actually means is people know who you are by the way you dress. Oh, that it's makes essentially sense. Essentially, a more everyday form of saying dress for the job you want, oh, okay. not the job you have. All right. And I thought that that was kind of appropriate too for us, uh, you know, our stereotype. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Topic. Definitely. All right. I got one last one as well, and this one's German, and uh, I think you'll, I know you'll know one of the words, but we'll see about the other one. So this is all one word, um, and it is a noun, I believe. Um, and it is um, Schwellenangst. Schwellenangst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what Schwelle is. Schwelle, is, Schwelle is. just so you know, is threshold. It's like swelling? No, threshold. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Die Schwelle. Pretty sure it's die Schwelle. Oh, interesting. Could be wrong. And angst is yep. fear. Or anxiety. Mm-hmm. So it's... Right, right. What is that? Like your threshold? Like, oh, like your comfort your comfort zone, yeah, maybe? yeah. Because it's like your level of things, like where you meet your start getting anxious is, is I guess, how, how I'm coming up with comfort kind, zone. Kind of. It's at least here it says the definition is the fear of crossing a threshold to begin a new chapter. Jeez. That's very nice. specific, right? But I think it's like, wow. it's like um, that feeling you get before you decide to set out on your new journey or your new travel, right? Right. Like, right. I'm sure I will definitely have some angst, like a couple days before I fly to the Czech Republic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, yeah. Well, good. Those were some really okay. interesting untranslatables. Um, yeah. Really good ones. We'll have to. Um, yeah. I like the fact that we're finding more than one per, per podcast. I think this will definitely make things. A lot more interesting, but uh, I think one big one untranslatable aspect of traveling is how different countries and cultures um, act when abroad and how they carry themselves. Um, I feel like Americans are by far, I could be wrong, maybe it's because I am American, but I feel like we are by far the easiest to pick out when you're abroad. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Yeah, I get, I, get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, I mean, abroad where? Because I'll tell you this: mm-hmm. when I was in Tanzania, I blended in pretty goddamn well. Right. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna go out there and say it, it probably helps that you're black, you know. <laughs> I know, but that's what I'm saying. Abroad right. where? Well, right. But because but uh, I bet you, if you showed up in Tanzania wearing 
I still kind of did stick out a little okay. bit. Okay. I think there are like certain little things that you could pick out, like maybe my glasses right. or something, because I have like right. bands and stuff like that. Like there are these subtle right. things. Right. Ex- exactly. Or on. even even clothing. Like that's why, that's why when I was living in Austria and I. And I came back, I packed way less and I bought some clothes over there. And it got to the point where I was wearing like mostly Austrian clothes. Um, and I mm-hmm. would get stopped by Americans on the street and they would ask me, Hey, where where is this? Where's that? And then when I'd open my mouth and speak English, they were their jaws would drop and they'd be <laughs> like, they'd be like, Wait a minute, you're American? We thought you were Austrian. And to me that was like a huge compliment back then that they thought I was an yeah. Austrian, you know. So I always oh, yeah. try to lay low a little bit and blend when I travel just because I know I know how a lot of Americans come off when they're abroad. So I don't know, let's talk about that a little bit, Jared. I feel like what what are some things like that that if you were abroad just by yourself and you're doing some people watching, I I love people watching. It's it's great. Um what would be some like clear giveaways that like, oh man, here comes a bunch of fucking Americans. I mean, I don't know if that would be my response. Uh, I I love my I love America. I love this country. I love all my fellow Americans. Um, That's a great statement. And uh, this is the greatest country in the world. <laughs> so some signs that I'm seeing a fucking American are probably going to be first and foremost. One that always mm-hmm. comes to mind is the shoes. Okay. In what way? The shoes. Um, white shoes. Okay. You don't see a lot of white shoes unless it's like some sort of super stylish okay. shoe. Like you don't see like some New Balances right. in in right. Europe. You, you won't see it. Um, do we? Do you? Oh, a hundred percent. That always seems to stick out. Like, cr- like I definitely agree. The footwear is a big one. Although, I've had more difficulty now because the last. So I was in Germany in 2015 and 2016, and everyone was wearing Nike sneakers. Everybody right, right, and right. I. That, yeah, that and sense. I thought I never thought I'd see the day where I'd see a bunch of Europeans wearing sneakers. Like it'd be one thing if they were going to the gym or something or on a run. Germans seem to like a good efficient sneaker yeah. though. Like like a like a sneaker that like as half patches as a casual mm-hmm. shoe. I wear this to work at my standing desk. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I like a good pair of sneakers as well because I'm moving around a lot while I teach and so some yeah. like uncomfortable dress shoes although they'd look professional it's just not gonna get the job done yeah yeah have you tried a shape up i heard those, oh, those sketchers things i yeah. don't know i don't know uh i have not tried a shape up i would feel weird wearing those things because all all i've seen in the past of those people wearing shape ups have been like old ladies yeah and i actually heard that they're not they don't they're not great for you anyway let's mm-hmm. move on another uh obvious sign is they're oh loud. yeah you will always they always seem to be louder than whoever's yep. around them if they're in a yep. foreign country. And they're completely oblivious to the fact that they should maybe quiet down a little bit. Right, 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 right. It it, it honestly and just because I grew up uh for a good bit of my time mm-hmm. in Germany, when I was in it, when I was in France with the American like my American mm-hmm. classmates, I I was I don't want to say embarrassed, but I was like kind of like all right, you know, re- re- relax right. a little bit. It's like we're really right. sticking out here. And and I, I didn't say that, but it definitely was on right. my mind. And see, when when I said earlier, like, oh no, here comes a, a group of fucking Americans, I meant like, I have no animosity towards my fellow Americans, but I just don't like it when they <laughs> represent our country abroad 
in such a in such just that like an uninformed an obvious yeah way. they're just you're being like loud and obnoxious and i'm like oh great like if people know i'm american then i'm going to be associated with these people you know just guilt by association because i'm american <laughs> and they're american um yeah i just i think yeah no, I and i think that. some americans like they they don't intend on being rude but because they're unaware of the culture or whatever, it comes off as being really rude, you know? But Americans, and I think this is a, de- a I mean, a definite mm-hmm. stereotype, is that we have a very much, if you don't like us, fuck you attitude. Right. And I, even even within America, like, there's there's that whole rhetoric of, if you don't like it, right. get out. It, it right. like, it's like this... I, I'm I'm more I'm better than you because I'm more American oh than you. Oh my god, I hate that. And it's like that, that, that and it's they just have this 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 like if you don't like it, fuck right. off attitude. Not they. Right. I mean, you know, this is all we're talking about right, stereotypes, right. people. So everything we're saying is a broad exactly. generalization. <laughs> I would say though, it's funny when you when you said that, you know, you know, <laughs> you know who came to mind actually when you said, you know, if 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 you don't like like what we're doing, you know, well fuck you. I thought more so of the Parisians. They get that. They do have that yeah. stereotype. That is true. But but I mean, but they're more subtle about it. Probably mm, they they're, maybe. they have. I I'm I'm picture more okay. dirty looks. I picture more. Um, yeah, maybe slightly worse service in some right. way. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to say. And I think I think it's it's the one tricky thing about all this is like when I go abroad, I I have this weird like. I always have this weird feeling because on the one hand, like I think there are a lot of great things about the United States, um, you know, and, and I do have a couple of positive stereotypes. Okay. Oh, though, good. Where I'm not just okay. going to shit on America for, uh, all right. Well, well, that's good. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that's a uh, definitely a good thing. But one of the things though, like whenever I'm abroad, I feel, I feel way more American when I'm out of the country but I also feel really guilty that like some people are not such a great representative of the United States. Like, like I try right. to, I try to learn the language if I can, I try to read up a little bit on the culture, you know, figure out, well, what, what things are appropriate and inappropriate, right? Like you don't want to offend somebody just because you're ignorant and you could have read about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think that's p- part of, part of going into new cultures and wanting to see, new cultures i'm not going to say is assimilating that's right. ridiculous but is 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 respecting mm-hmm. oh, it oh absolutely I think. I think there's a level of and it's like yeah they're like not everyone's going to be like you and i think there's right. definitely a level of uh it's just it's just basic right. respect it's not even it's not right. even some sort of you have to have some sort exactly. of weird reverence for it let me uh let um, me let me say one more kind of negative thing and then i'll let you bring bring some yeah, yeah, bring some look bring America. some light into into our dark podcast right now um so the other thing, though, that I've noticed, too, with Americans when, when we're abroad is um, I feel like some Americans get super judgmental about, like, if the culture is different at all to American culture. They're like, oh, well, well, we don't do that in America, so it's it's wrong that you guys do it here. It's like, no, it's not wrong. It's just different. And can you Do you have an example? Uh, like, I was talking to a, a friend of mine a while back, and he was complaining about how late they eat dinner in, like, Spain and France and some places, you know. 
Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, well, well, in the in America, I eat dinner at six or seven, and and that's it. I shouldn't have to wait up until nine or ten o'clock at night. Does he sound like a King of the Hill character? Um, I hope so, because that that was a voice <laughs> I was trying to do. But uh, but yeah, so like, I just, I don't know. I can I can understand like being frustrated sometimes when the culture is a little different, and maybe you just you want something a little bit more like home, right? But at the same time, sometimes mm-hmm. you just gotta take a step back and be like look this is different because we're in a different culture and and they just have different values and that's just how it is you know you're never going to make friends in a foreign country by telling them hey we don't do this in our country the way you guys are doing this sucks and you should do it the yeah, way we do it you know but yeah so anyways that's enough negativity for me that's no way to make let's friends. hear some positives um it, i believe because I love this country, and I believe it's the greatest country on this earth. And if you Chad, it seems like you need to just go to Czech Republic and stay there. You can go hate America yeah. from abroad. Anyway, I don't hate I'm America. I feel like I'm, I'm just, just I'm just, these are I'm just very these critical. <laughs> um, <laughs> although these are jokes, but you'll at some point you'll probably hear people be like, "Hey, Chad hates America." It's actually ironic oh, I'm wearing an American flag t-shirt Correct. right now. Right. Yeah, you um, are. You're doing it for America, man. I think a uh, a popular American stereotype is that mm-hmm. Americans are very friendly. Yep. I would agree. 100%. And I think that um, that especially when when people from outside of a, like people tourists are uh, tourists come to America from obviously other countries. I think that they uh, are a lot of people are surprised and like how nice Americans are and uh, how, mm-hmm. you know, are you lost? Can I help you? I, I, right. And it, it gets annoying, I guess, to me because but I'm used to it and I don't really like talking to anyone. Right. But um, except for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that is a, a, a genuine and legitimate positive stereotype. Oh, yeah, I, I agree as well. I mean, I think um, I've actually been told by quite a few of my um, international students that that was one of the first things they noticed when they came here was just how helpful and friendly everybody is. But I'm going to, I'm going to add a bud here, Jared. Oh my I do God. Think, <laughs> I'm going to add a bud here. I, I do. Think, I didn't realize that sometimes I, listen, everyone in the audience, I didn't realize what kind of podcast I was getting into when I started doing with this, with Chad. I thought he was a you had no idea. good America loving Patriot. Oh my God. I think, okay, Jared, first of all, I think if you want to be a good American-loving patriot, you got to be critical of your country, so hopefully it will improve for the better. There's number one. But number two, here's my butt for you. <laughs> but I think although Americans are definitely very friendly and very helpful, I think sometimes it's also very superficial. For example, how many times have you seen somebody – and you're like, oh hey, like it's so great to see you. We should hang out sometime. I feel like that's like the, the yes. that's like the line. We should hang oh out sometime. And it's like both people know. It's like nope, there we're, are we're actually and not there are specific hang out people that I say that to, and I, I, I just want to be like, I, at one point I just want to be like, no, we, we're not gonna hang out. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. It's and it'd be exactly. like, it's fine, it's fine. But who are we kidding here? We're not gonna. Hang right? Out. Exactly. Exactly. And that's just that's just how it is, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. I, but I think that that's sort of, but that that's not how a tourist would get it. We're talking about the perceptions of Americans to 
So what you're talking is about true. is not what because no uh, most of the conversations are not even going to be long enough to get to that. To be like, "Hey, where's right. where's true. the uh, Magic Mountain?" Oh, Magic Mountain. Oh, honey, that's right by the Twisting Teacups. Now, before you go on Magic I hope, Mountain. <laughs> I hope I hope that's how that's how like the person talks whenever somebody asks that cuz that oh my god. With uh, and that, I imagine that they accent. have some sort of uh some sort of Minnie Mouse ears on their head and, a, and some sort of a Honeysuckle right. Family Reunion shirt on. Right. Uh, exactly. Another stereotype that I'm going to say is both true but also kind of unfair. Okay. Americans don't know any other language but English. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the problem with this. I agree. Oh, here we go. But here I think we the go. Problem, By the way, this is right? great. This I'm just, great. I don't know what's my problem today, man. I'm just being a cynical this. asshole I today. I, I don't know why, <laughs> but, but, um, I don't know. I just feel like, um, uh, it's, it's just, it's hard to say. I mean, um, all right, let me give you a different one. Cause, okay. uh, Americans like big shit. That's literally what it says in my notes. <laughs> okay. Nice. Americans like big shit. What did you say before that again? Sorry. Americans like big shit. No, before that. Americans don't know any other language but English. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Sorry. I had, I had lost my train of thought. Um, so I, I agree with that statement to, to quite an extent, but the problem with that statement is it doesn't take into account all the people who grow up in the United States with international parents, right? Or, or like, like the amount of people I know who, like I play soccer with quite a few guys who all are, you know, bilingual in Spanish and English, mm-hmm. and most of them grew up in the United States. You're also and an so, outlier, though. I mean, you, you you're that's, in a cultural that's true. program, essentially. You're right. That's true. Good point. Most most that's Americans, true. including myself, are not, and I live in a big city, are not surrounded by right. and are close that's friends true. with such a wide. That's true. You're right. I guess I am lucky with the, with a little kind of intercultural or multicultural bubble yeah you're in a department that attracts people from all over the world right you're right that's a good point yeah that's true i think the other problem is though too is how many americans have you heard utter the sentence well everyone speaks english abroad so why should i learn a foreign language yeah i mean that's that's a level of ignorance that is annoying to me because you don't have to say that i mean i think it's a legitimate I don't think it's ridiculous to not know a language, but just that sort of like insistence on, on just like talking like a normal American person to someone that, and then just like, I don't know. There's just a, uh, there's a way to go about it. Have tact. Right. Is what I'm saying. Right. Definitely. That's true. Have some freaking class Americans. That's actually another uh, stereotype. Speaking of which is that Americans have no class and that they're like, we're okay. kind of like a, garbage not garbage that's a little interesting aggressive. okay yeah, yeah that is very the aggressive. only reason i said garbage is because before we started recording you kept calling america garbage what no i didn't <laughs> what are you god god damn this it, is the, just... I'm, I'm gonna make sure we cut this clip for the uh, for the promo oh my god chad hates I hate america so everyone right <laughs> I, I hate you so much what i will say is um i think America is unfairly the butt of jokes. I think I think we're an easy target, and I think that it's exaggerated. Well, I I think we've become right. I think we've become an easy, even easier target yes. too. With yeah, that's going definitely on. true. I mean, yeah, but I think we've always kind of like it's always just been like a um like like 
they're like I, I don't know. I just think it's a, it's a it's 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 blown out because now it's I think it's fun. It's funny to to make like jokes because I don't want to say like we're like the best. It's not the best. That's not what I mean. But it's because we're so popular in pop culture, and it's so it's so like our stereotypes are so known right. and kind of mocked that I think it, it, it's now become to a point where it's like all right. Like sometimes you hear right. or I've heard people be like, like you know make those stereotype jokes. I was like all right, relax. It's like. You, like, don't mm-hmm. forget we're in uh, England right now. We're full of racist drunks, just like we like, like, who, like. Don't make it seem like, like you're right. like you guys got it figured out, and and we're just over here like, uh, you know, going crazy. Right. Even though we are going crazy, that's not the point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That is not the point. But I think the the other issue is too is that it's it's really hard to. We do it, but it's really hard to generalize such a right, huge right, right. and diverse country like the United States. You know, I mean, the, the, just the amount of like, I, I think a great example to look at this is like food. If you go to any big city and just look at all the different mm-hmm. types of food, right? It just goes to show you like how how many different people we have in this country from different backgrounds, different heritages, and it's just really interesting to me, like, I feel like people sometimes like to paint America, like, with this, like, very thin, like, paintbrush. What he like, meant to oh, say, oh, this is how America brush. is. But it's like... Thin is, seems like actually the exact opposite of what <laughs> Oh, thank you. Yes. You're right. You're right. Broad brush. Thank you. Thank you. But, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, it's just... Yeah. To me, it's just... It's hard to generalize a country that has as many different types of people as we do but at the same time it's also really easy and yeah. kind of fun sometimes yeah. to make jokes about it because uh, yeah. jokes are and funny I, I think you know? i think part of what makes us better than everyone else <laughs> is that oh God, is that um i do think that i actually kind of think that ah, i mean now i don't now i want to take this back but i was gonna say i feel like americans are good at taking jokes you don't think yeah that's what i said i, I don't uh, know if i agree with that either. i don't know about that but it's uh, so. I, don't know, I feel like this conversation would have been so different like four years ago. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. But but yeah, I don't know. So here, Jared, we're we're uh, we've been talking about this for quite a while. So I wanna I wanna ask you some questions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna like kind of read off a type of stereotype. I want you to tell me if it's American or not. And if it's not American, try to. See if you can guess what other like okay. nationality or stereotype it would be. All right. So here we go. So the first one is um, I can't say the, the name of the country, but all people from this country are rich or wealthy. Is that a stereotype about American travelers or other types of travelers? Other. Really? Okay. So this one actually it is Americans. Um, there is a stereotype, I think, of in a lot of places where um, people think that all Americans are rich. I remember a friend of mine was uh, living in Ghana, and she said that basically if you were either European or American, um, people just assumed you had money. And she said even occasionally, too, if you got pulled over by the cops and they realized you were American, they would try to oh, get yeah, more money sure. out of you for just sure. because you're American. Um, did you experience anything like that in Tanzania? No, but um, I, I heard about it. I've heard about it. Okay. And um, we, like when we were going, you know, I told you our, our plane broke mm-hmm. down in a previous episode, and we had to take right. a sixteen-hour you know van ride through uh, Tanzania. Mm-hmm. 
and right. and he did say that uh, in certain areas that could happen, and it has happened, but it didn't happen that time. Right. And it's okay. not even that it's a lot of money. It's just mm-hmm. it's more the principle, I guess. But right. But it's just like, hey, give right. us uh, you know a couple uh, of those. Uh, I don't even remember what the money's called. It's called. We get the point. Shilling. Give, it's give a shilling. Us your... I happen to have one. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Cool. All right. So this next stereotype is these groups of travelers are very passionate. So this is a stereotype about Americans or another nationality. Another. Okay. Which nationality? I don't think anyone do you calls think? Americans passionate, except for about America, I guess. Um, passionate. See, I want to say Australia. Oh, that's an interesting one. Okay. I feel like Australians are, are like travelers. Like that's a like they're they're okay. kind of like that's a very a society that is, is, they do a lot of travel. Okay. Well, here according to um, one of the websites I've been looking at, the is that, like, uh, sexually, nationality sexually passionate. No, nope. I think about just travel? In, I, I think just in general, passionate people in general. Um, and the answer from this one website I'm reading for different um, nationalities, it's actually Italians. Italians are known to be passionate, according to this okay. website. I mean, that's I mean, a st- that's a yeah. I, I get that. That's true. Right. They're known. I mean, they're they're known to be a very like um, stereotypically dramatic. Exactly. That untranslatable. <laughs> right. Okay, Jared. Another stereotype. These travelers are very polite. Polite Canadians. Yep, you got hit the kill on that <laughs> with that one. Okay, how about um, um, these uh, these groups of people or travelers really like to drink? Well, we got a couple. Okay, what? Which which are the couple? Australian. Okay. Irish. Okay. Scottish. Okay. Germans. Okay. So not Americans is what you're basically saying. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. I don't think we get cult. No, I don't think we get cult. Like we, I, we have that stereotype, but I don't think that's one of our main stereotypes. Okay. Is that we like to get. I think. I, mean, I think people in like England and Australia and Ireland and places like that are always like, "Oh, mm. Americans think they can drink." I feel like. Right. They, I feel like that's the stereotype that people. That's fair. That that's those fair. Drinkers have of us. Yeah, for this one, it was Germans. I would also like to say. Um, wow, well, Corn- I feel real. I like. I just offended half of the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just naming off countries. Wait, wait, I'm not done. I'm not done. There's but more. but, but more. you're kind of right, though. I mean, I feel like a lot of different countries have a reputation because it's just a, a large part of their culture, you know? Right, right. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I mean, in the Czech Republic, they, they also, they actually drink more beer than any other country in the world per, per capita, believe it or not. The Czech Republic. I did not know that. I, yep. didn't, I didn't know that they, they didn't, they're a big beer country. They do right. brew a lot of beer. Okay. So this one. this group of people um, are um, entitled and arrogant. Americans. Yep. Yep. I don't know how much I agree with that one. I think I think there are. I think what happens is a lot of Americans we are fairly confident, and sadly right. our, our our loudness and our confidence those two yeah. combined comes off as arrogance. Yeah, I um, think that's a little too harsh. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Say I agree. That. I agree with you. I, yeah. I think. I think even 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 the, like, I, I yeah, I know. I I'd say we're. I'd say on a, on a whole, Americans even if they come off uh, aggressively tend tend to be nicer. Uh huh. 
Yeah, I would say and, for and the maybe most part. the nicest is not always welcome because it's like if you're right. in Germany, it's like, all right, stranger, relax. <laughs> right. But I, I think some of that does come from a genuine place. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of being unaware. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so is there anything else, Jared, we want to touch on about perceptions of Americans abroad or, or stereotypes or anything? I feel like we've definitely discussed a lot of the, the things right. we've experienced. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could skip that one. That's a little aggressive. Uh, there's one thing I did want to say is that when okay. I was in Tanzania, uh-huh. um, the, like we were working with this, uh, kind of nonprofit organization and the woman that had it, like led it was Tanzanian mm-hmm. and it always, and, and like at the end of each day, we, we'd like be out in the villages looking at different villages and all this stuff. And, uh, mm-hmm. and she would always one like apologize for the weather, which was ridiculous because the weather was way nicer than both Louisiana where my parents live and Philadelphia where I live. Right. So it's like. So I felt extra bad for that one because it's like, right. and she would have apologized for like food and like, you know, other stuff. And I think it was just like, just like, she's, she's like, I know you guys, you Americans are used to like better than this. I'm sorry. And it's like, it made me feel like terrible, man. Mm. I was, would make cause me feel it, bad I was like, you don't have to apologize for it for like, you don't have to apologize for this. Right. Like, this is like, we're, we're, we're here. We want to, this is, we want to see, we want to see this stuff. We're, right. we're, we're not like. I certainly don't think we're complaining. <laughs> like, right. I, I, like, we certainly don't want to go out the, comp- the, like, I don't think, it, no one was complaining, obviously. But I think it was just almost like, and I, that I really kind of bothered, like, bothered me. I didn't get mad at her. I felt bad. I, it made me kind of hate America. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I, I was also thinking, like, kind of along the same vein of how, like, if you, you, you wouldn't have been there if you didn't want to see and experience all that. Like, so, right. yeah, I don't get why, you know. It'd be it'd be one thing, I guess, if like clearly everyone was like disappointed or like angry yeah. or, or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that's interesting, though. I, th- I feel like, too, though, some people like if, if you travel and you meet like, you know, people who are locals. Right. I feel like some locals might kind of think that we're almost like observing them through a magnifying glass. Because yes. because I mean, in some ways we, we kind of do because we're there to learn about the culture and take all that stuff in. I mean, that's one of the main reasons to travel in general. But at the same time, just because we're trying to take everything in doesn't, at least for me, it doesn't mean that I think everything's bad or I think, oh man, like the way we do it at home is so much better than this. Like I, I feel like a lot of people just don't understand the fact that sometimes different isn't good or bad. It's just different, you know? Yeah. I get that. I even sometimes get a little uncomfortable. Like, you know, you, you mentioned how we're kind of like observing these, mm-hmm. these cultures and I, I and, and uh, it feels a little gross, not gross, but anyway, you know what you said. Mm-hmm. I, whenever I travel, especially to when I went to like Tanzania or something like that, I even got a little uncomfortable when like people were like pointing shit out. Like, Hey, look at that. Like as we're walking down the street, it's like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I just, I, it, cause one, you know, I, I try not to stick out. And right. two, it, it did kind of give this sort of like, uh, like look at look at those people or look at that thing happen over there. Almost like you're right. not even like it's not the same world that you live in. You know right. what I mean? Right. It's like you're at a zoo or something. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like these people are literally going home from work, going about their day like normal people. Right. They're and just living like, their lives. Oh, right. Look at that. And it, yeah. it did. It, it, and it, I didn't feel gross to like observe, but it did feel sometimes I was like I I, I don't want I don't like you like they tap me by the shoulder like pointing at something. I was like yeah yeah no I see. Right. Exactly. Uh, but I, I, I think that, you know, part of it is part of, you know, there are, there are we, Americans get all those bad stereotypes, but I think that there are just as many 
that try their hardest to like blend in almost mm-hmm. and i think almost to a point that you don't have to you don't have to like essentially i don't know i i think that just as many people that go there to um and, and be their normal american self there's just as many that go there and like try extra hard to blend in right. and not and not disrupt right. and i just have and shit. I just have a lot of respect and a lot of love for people who are willing, especially Americans who are, are, are willing to one, get out of their comfort zone and travel to, to places that they've never been, but two, yeah. also to really try to be a good representative of the United States and, and inform themselves and educate themselves about, about the culture and the language and, and whatever. Like I've met some really, really cool Americans abroad that, if you would have asked me to guess what their nationality was, I, w- I probably wouldn't have guessed American because they, they didn't carry themselves in a way that was like your stereotypical American tourist. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So but big thumbs up to part, those people. Part of the fun, part mm-hmm. of the fun is like, at least for me is seeing, is, is trying to like figure out how, how like how do these people live and, and, mm-hmm. and see what it's like to, to, to live as if you were like actually just to, like, that's, I think that's really experiencing culture. Oh, Not absolutely. looking at the Eiffel tower not seeing the the uh whatever that kingdom is where the queen lives in England Buckingham mm-hmm. Palace yeah. i think the real culture is 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 really seeing like how the actual people live mm-hmm. absolutely i agree 100% yeah without a doubt without a doubt um yeah definitely well uh Man, this was a uh, uh, this has been intense it has been i i did not realize this was going to get so well one i didn't realize i was going to be such a cynical asshole today um, i knew that well, I mean, well, you you yeah, always I, know. We're, you we're know, I remember before we were recording, you were just shitting on America. Oh, okay, dude, dude why? You, oh, oh my god! What are you talking about? Oh my god! I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. To all our listeners out there, I do not hate America. I love America. I am just maybe not as uh, balls to the wall patriotic as my buddy Jared is. Let's move on to the song of the pop. So, sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> so so what's our title for guys so i um <clears throat> so this was kind of a last minute choice but this song is great and uh and this is uh it's actually uh by a guy named fkj mm-hmm. you saw that because i sent yep. you the song didn't yep. i mm-hmm. do you know what fkj stands for did you happen to see that uh no i did not french kiwi juice Interesting. And okay. he is a uh, multi-talented uh, musicianist. Mm-hmm. He plays, sa- at least in the video I saw, mm-hmm. he and this was all in the same video. I don't know if it was more. Yeah, you guys have to check out the video. The video. I will tri- tweet that out. Nice. Check the video out because I don't. I, what, what do you think it was? One shot. What one shot? Do to you shoot think it was all video? one shot? Yeah. Um, I gotta say, from somebody who's done a little bit of video editing. Probably not. Yeah. No, that's fair. I, but, uh, I was, uh, that's but it fair. looks like Especially it could be. Especially for a music video situation. Right. right. It's like we want to... But anyway, uh, yeah, it did have... It definitely was well edited at the very least. Right. But uh, anyway, at least in that one video, French Kiwi Juice played sax, piano, and guitar. Mm-hmm. And then there also was... Also bass, results. I think, too. I wasn't... I didn't add that in there because I was not sure if that was in the keyboard or if he had actually played that on a bass. Oh, gotcha. But I'm sure, gotcha. I'm sure he knows how to play a bass. Let's, right. let's be real. I mean, if you can play, <laughs> you guitar, can play a guitar right. and a piano, you can probably play a bass. Right. Um, and then he was, it was with a guy named Masigo who is American, but he is mm-hmm. of Jamaican descent. So oh, interesting. I'll let it slide. Nice. All right. 
And in the video, he sang and he played the sax and he did a lot of uh, DJ stuff. There mm-hmm. was one point where he was doing some DJ stuff while singing. That seemed uh, that that was that's gotta impressive. be hard to do. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just and really impressed with the the musicianship. Hold on, hold on, hold on, okay, hold on. yeah, yeah. I haven't even said what the song is called. Mm. We we might want to say the song title. <laughs> uh, the song by FKJ and Masigo Masigo is called um, oh god is called Tadao T A D O W. And um, what it is, it's a essentially it's about an eight to nine minute long. They make it seem like almost a. I mean, it's obviously very well produced. But they make it seem like it's a jam session between these two dudes, mm-hmm. and they're right. bouncing around between uh, sax, piano, guitar. Sometimes one person playing the sax, the other person mm-hmm. singing. Sometimes they're both doing a duet on the sax, right. and um, they, you know, they're just switching up, jumping around a bunch of different instruments, and it gives this super cool. It almost gives like this vibe of like you're in some sort of like smoke sesh or something. You know what I mean? Like it's a very chill song, and and, mm-hmm. and it's a. Uh, it, it, I, I'm sure you could play it at a party, but I wouldn't call it like a like a. It's not really a song for a party. It's a very right. chill it's, where it's like you're hanging out. Exactly. It's dark in the room. You're mm-hmm. smoking a like a, a spliff or something. <laughs> and um, and it, it was it was impressive as as a extremely amateur uh, uh, musician just watching them jump around. Right. Uh, and 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 play all those different things. What's your uh? uh uh, idea of it as a well, professional musician. Well, uh, I, I don't know if I'd go that far anymore and call uh, me a professional, but uh, I would I would say, well, one, I'd like to reiterate the fact that it does really seem like a jam sesh. It's really cool yes. the way they shot the video. Um, but, but, it, but the reason we assume that it's probably more than one uh, more than one sort of take, is because yeah. it is very, it is like, it's perfect. Right. So there's oh, no, yeah. like, there, you couldn't, you, I don't think you could be like, it was just too well produced with with angles and everything too. right right um but the the thing that really impressed me just was the the all the looping they did um all the you know he'd play a melody on one instrument and and loop it through a loop pedal uh-huh. and then play something else on top of it and and i ever since i've started kind of recording music i like to think of music kind of in layers and I feel like they just put so many cool layers on top of layers on top of layers of really cool melodies. And then like different aspects of, you know, whatever came next would like really highlight some of the chords or the melody or whatever. It, it's just yeah. really, really it, nice. It seemed like FKJ was, was almost like to a certain extent, a conductor. Oh and, yeah. Like, Cause there's so Absolutely. many things you have, you have to like keep in the back of your mind right. and be, and, and like by the time you like, put one thing on the loop and you're doing and you're playing something else. You kind of have to be thinking, all right, while you're playing something thinking, what am I going to, and this is also if theoretically it was all one mm-hmm. and they could probably do something pretty similar um, in one take. Right. It just probably wouldn't be as cleanly done. Right. But um, yeah, I, I just thought it was, it was, it was a, a great song and it, the dude singing voice, Masigo, Masigo, he has a very nice singing voice. Oh, beautiful pipes, beautiful. And pipes. Um, and I I enjoy listening to his singing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. They don't even. He doesn't even start singing until like six minutes into the freaking song. That's how you know it's a jam sesh right there. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly how. <laughs> yeah. So please check out our song of the pod on Twitter. Um, it's really quite a great listen. Um, and yeah. So uh, so Jared, I've been wondering. You know, um, I've had a pretty tough week this week just with being busy. 
and sometimes you just need a little something to keep you going, you know, kind of a, a reason for being, if you will. Um, yeah. Do you, you got any uh, got anything for me to give me some more reason for being tonight? I can give you a quick one. Well, I'll give you a quick one. Okay. <clears throat> and this one came to me because I've been for the past maybe two or three months I've been listening to this one album a lot, and um, my Iki guy for this week is not only finding like a new album or something, but finding a new artist. Okay. And so there is this one dude, his name is uh, Arian Foster. He goes by Bobby Fino as a, but he used to be an NFL player and he has a podcast now. That's how I heard of him and I listened to it and he has a good podcast, but um, he said he was coming out with an album. And when you hear uh, like a ex athletes coming out with an album, it's like, all right, let's hear what this thing is going to be like, like, all right, this is going to be good. Right. (laughs) It's like I remember Kobe's shitty ass album and Shaq's. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I mean, Shaq's he had an like, album. I had no idea yeah. Kobe had an yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, and so um, I I got it, and it is like it's really good, and and oh, I nice, and, and and it's exciting to to find a new uh, artist. I think, especially on like their first thing that they release, it's like, all right, I want to see where this guy's gonna go next. And it's right. It's it's not. I think it's it's always a good feeling to. Uh, to get, like find a new a new artist that you never heard of and be like I love like this is actually really good and I'm glad I found this. Oh, absolutely. I think that's a great feeling. Absolutely. That's how I was when uh when I heard of Umsa, the we also had that song of the pod. Yeah, yeah, mention. Uh-huh, exactly. And that that song was the same thing like I'd never heard of this guy and I heard that song and a couple others and I was just blown away. And I was I I don't know if I don't know if you do this but like if I find music I really enjoy, I feel like I'll just get in like this like weird phase where that's all i will listen to for like a week yeah i'll do that too i listen to a lot of podcasts okay but but i'll still get into a phase that like if i am listening to music which is at least a couple times a week right um like at least when i'm like you know out mountain biking or something it'll Mm -hmm. it'll i'll kind of have a couple albums that i'll cycle through like the new j cole album i like a lot too okay i mean he's not a new artist to me i've obviously i've obviously heard of him before but i do like his new album so like when i go mountain biking i have my playlist set up where it'll play like those two albums first, okay, and then I'll go to some other stuff. But nice. I, I, yeah, I, I'm like that too. I like to I like to memorize the songs. I like to know Me the too. words. And Me sing, too. And, and and like the progress of being able to. That's a, that's another Iki guy. Two. Nice. The pro, singing like like the process of learning a song that you like, like a new song. Like, oh, this is a great song, and then like being able to like sing it back. I right. love that. It's always a good time. I don't want to give any Iki guys. I just gave two. Nice. Whew. Nice. All right, Jared. Well, you know what time it is. It is time for Joke of the Pod. So I got I got a couple for you. Okay. Um, here's the first one. Um, let me see if I can remember it. I'm going to try to remember it off the top of my head. Um, all right, Jared. So I, I go to the airport. I pick up my luggage. The question <laughs> is, Jared, why is my luggage crying? Because it's lost? Nope. Okay. Um... Why is it crying? <laughs> you ready? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you said one of the words I'm going to say, but the reason why. So the question is, when I picked up my luggage, why is my luggage crying? And that is because it is emotional baggage. Ah, Okay. All right. Emotional baggage. I thought that was kind that's of clever. A, that's a joke, but that's like a joke that I feel like it needs to have more around it. Like that needs to be like yeah, within probably. something. But that is a, I, that, I, I do like the uh, play on words. Okay. And I do like it when you think of it. Did you think of that one? I mean, kind of. I saw a similar one and, and I wanted to make it a question joke. Right, so. You thought of it. 
Uh, I'm not going to take credit for that. But anyways, here we go. So, Jared, and this is not an original one, so I will not take credit for it as such. But uh, if someone speaks two languages bilingual and someone speaks many languages multilingual, then what do you call someone who speaks one language? Selingual. An American. Oh, I thought that's a real Chad joke. I, I thought, thought you were going to get that because you had talked about earlier in our episode today how a I lot know, of Americans even, are, are monolingual. So I didn't. That didn't even come. That didn't even come to mm-hmm. my mind at all. I, you know, I, I don't. I don't. You know, I I tend to think positively about America. It's just it's not in my nature to immediately go to something so negative. Right. That's true. Oh, all right. All right, Jared. <laughs> all right, Jared. I got another one for you. Oh. I got another one for you. That was a good joke, though. That was that was. Uh, a, yeah, I thought that was pretty nice decent. Switch All right, up there. so so Jared, if I call you up, or actually, wait, that's a bad way to start the joke. Let's let's start over. That was just a bad way to start the joke. <laughs> Sounds like you're about to go into a set, right? <laughs> right. It's like Chad, we don't have a tight five for you to do here. G- give me give me a tight three, and I'll be solid. What's uh, the deal? Where? <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with all that airplane food? <laughs> um, okay, so here you go. Ready? Um, yes. So, Jared, are you uh, are you free tonight? I am. Okay, not quite the punchline. You're, you're like halfway there. <laughs> but uh, the way this joke goes is, hey, are you free tonight? And you're supposed to say, of course I'm free tonight. I'm American. That's what I was supposed to say. That's, By the way, I, I, <laughs> that's, that's I thought maybe I, 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 at first I thought I wasn't supposed to say anything. And then you were just going to finish the joke. Then I thought you wanted me to, I was like, does he, is this like some improv practice where I'm just supposed to know to say yes to this? <laughs> All right. I got, I got a riddle for you. Let me give you a riddle and then we'll, and then we'll, um, hickory dickory we'll, duck. We'll, we'll, uh, Chats jokes suck. <laughs> hey, whoa there. Whoa there, Jared. All right, here we go. Um, what goes through towns, up hills and down hills, but never moves. This is more of a riddle than a joke, really. Yeah. Say that again. Sorry. What goes through towns, up hills, and down hills, but never moves? I don't know. Give it to me. Clouds? The road. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The road. That's, that, that was a solid one. All right. So anyways, that's that's enough of my of my stupid jokes for the for this pod. I got to come up with some better original ones. I uh, haven't had time this week to try to try to write any decent ones. But uh, we're trying out a new segment on our podcast this evening. Um, uh, and it is the weird English word of the pod. So I'm going to uh, we'll test Jared's vocabulary and uh, see if he knows this word. So, Jared, this word is a bibliophobia. What do you think that means? A bibliophobia. Uh, well, Chad, I'm going to guess that I know exactly what that means. Okay. And I'll break that down. Oh, for nice. You. Okay. Phobia is a fear of something. Yes. And biblio, I assuming, is a fear of the Bible. Nope. Fear of religion. Nope. Wow, I was way too. I came nope. up way too confident on that one, didn't I? Think, think of the word bibliotheque. Oh, a fear of libraries. A fear of books. Getting closer. You, are you ready? Are you ready to figure out what it means? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a biblio, so sure I get that. a bibliophobia. I figure you might too, which is why I why I picked this one. But uh, a bibliophobia is someone who is afraid of running out of things to read. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. See, I don't have that fear because uh, I don't read. I do read, <laughs> but most of my reading is articles. It's I, I don't, it's I don't. 
it's hard to have that fear nowadays with the aeronaut, I feel like. I, I actually, I sometimes do have that fear, actually, now that I think about it. I have a little bibliophobia. Fo- oh. Phobia. <laughs> bibliophobia. Phobia. A bibliophobia? Wow. <laughs> it's a tough word to say. It's a, but I, I, it's I a read nice a lot word. Of, um, for work, I read a lot of like car-related articles. Okay. And there are, cert- there are definitely the boring ones and the more fun ones. Right. And sometimes I'm like, oh, if I read this one, then I'm just going to have to read all the actual boring work-related ones and not just ones about like the new Porsche 919R. Right, or whatever it's a race car, Le Mans car, mm-hmm. definitely. But uh, yeah, I sometimes have a little bibliophobia. Bibliophobia. It definitely happens. It definitely happens. It kind of reminds me of like that one episode of The Twilight Zone, where the guy has like all the time in the world to read all these books, and then his glasses break on him. Like that's obviously. Oh, a is that what that's from? Yeah, yeah, The Twilight the, Zone. Yeah, there was. It wasn't there like a Family Guy joke where it's like Probably. that little animal was like in a room by himself and he's like finally i'm by myself with my books all i need is me and books uh-huh. and uh he like trips and breaks his glasses and he's like no yeah that no why? yeah that's definitely that's definitely uh poking fun at, at the twilight zone for sure uh, okay for okay. sure but yeah so yeah i'm i'm curious though um you know to see what other kind of uh strange words i can find and uh quiz yeah, you with I, in the I, future I'm 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 excited for this one. Hopefully, if we're lucky, we meaning everyone that has to listen to this, will phase out the icky guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're. I, I don't. I, I feel like. Uh, no. Well, it is what right. it is. But uh, although I did like today's icky guy, because they were I'm gonna both listen, of them. I'm gonna listen to more of both were of that music as well. Right. Uh, of F F K J and Masigo. I'll be listening to more. Oh of yeah, that. me too. That's just some great, absolutely great music. Right. But yeah, but it's uh, it's been a great chat with you, Jared. I feel like we've covered a lot today in our in our discussion about um, perceptions of Americans abroad and different stereotypes. I yeah. feel like I feel like we got to kind of end with like a disclaimer that we a lot of this is like clearly jokes. And we're also like generalizing a lot. You know what I mean? Yes. Because you yes. never know who's listening. They might they might take things uh, a little too seriously. And we're uh, we're just here to have a have a good time. And <laughs> Have an interesting conversation. So, um, yeah, so a we'll be... A part of me did mm-hmm. want to leave the, uh, like, just not even reference the fact that I was joking about you uh, hating America. I feel like some people like, would I believe I if, it. I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't want Chad to be uh, the next meme on... Uh, right, right. <laughs> I'm not Twitter. trying to get I'm not trying to get hate mail from, from all sorts of people because I'm an American <laughs> hater because uh, I do love this country. I am very proud to be American in a lot of ways. Um, but, yeah. All right, Relax, Chad. <laughs> you know, Gotta turn yeah. on like the national anthem Relax. in the background or something. <laughs> you're but, not gonna. You're free. Chad thinks he's gonna like end up on like the homepage of Breitbart and Freedom dot you, you America you, you with like know. his face with just a giant X through it. You you never know. You know, he, uh, there's a lot of trolls out there, Jared. Let me put it that way. <laughs> but yeah, so we thank all of you for listening to our podcast. And uh, we hope you guys will be tuning in. Oh, to wait, I, I don't I hate to interrupt your amazing conclusion, but I do want to say mm-hmm. one more thing. We're now going to be putting out episodes Mondays and Thursdays. Yes, and sir. I feel like that's an important thing to mention. I, we, I, I, I keep forgetting to mention it. And I want to say that uh, definitely Mondays. And I'm going to say uh, 99, 95 definite Thursdays. Right. Exactly. So thank you all so much for listening to our podcast this evening. We are untranslatable with Chad and Jared. And as Jared mentioned, we will be dropping our podcasts on Mondays and Thursdays um, as long as everything continues to go well. 
Check us out, please, on iTunes, soon to be on Spotify. Um, please, on Stitcher as well. Yes, that's right, on Stitcher. Please shoot us an email if you have anything you want to share with us at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can also check us out um, on Twitter at our Twitter handle, untranslatable1. So please uh, take a look at some of our uh, episodes. We would really appreciate it. And uh, we are looking forward to um, chatting again next time. <laughs> <laughs>